Welcome to the Spring Forth Podcast, a ministry of the First Congregational Church of McGregor, Iowa. This recording was made for December 1st, 2021. Hello again, friends. Welcome to Season 3 of Spring Forth, a ministry project of the First Congregational Church of McGregor, Iowa. When I began this project in the spring of 2020, it was intended to serve as nothing more than a sermon archive for the messages that I give here at First Congregational. But it occurred to me that I should probably connect the seasons of this podcast with the liturgical season that we follow in our church. Every three years, we move through the Revised Common Lectionary. It's a three-year cycle. Begins in Advent and goes through to Christ the King Sunday, or the Reign of Christ. With that being said, we are now back at the top of another liturgical season. And we begin our cycle all over again. So we move through a collection of scriptures that we have heard before, might seem like a wasted exercise. It's easy for us to say to ourselves, oh, we've heard these scriptures before, even if it's only been in the last three years. But we dismiss them because there's that sense when you feel like you've done something before, you can't extract anything new from it, you can't go any deeper. However, when we are in the practice of a spiritual discipline, when we take our faith as an exercise, there will never be a time and a place when we return to a familiar passage that doesn't strike us at a different place, where we don't hear a lesson that we've heard before differently, different words pop out at us, the thrust of the story that's being told sounds different than when we heard it the last time. Even if we did a devotional on it one month ago, and then we came back a month later and heard a sermon on that same passage, we would be at a different place, and we would draw different conclusions. And I think that this act of returning to lessons that have been heard before, stories that are well known to us, is all designed to help us to recommit ourselves to perhaps lessons that we had hoped to perfect or improve in our lives and to learn new lessons and to strengthen our bonds with this life that we're venturing to live. Advent season is a season of preparation. In Advent, we prepare our hearts for the coming of the Christ child. But let's be honest here. The Christ child has already entered into the world. He grew up. He became a man. He was crucified. He died. He was buried. And then he was risen on the third day. Then he ascended into heaven. 
So why are we going through this exercise? What's the purpose of conditioning our hearts for something that's already happened? The purpose of this exercise, the purpose of going through the liturgical year of starting with Advent and preparing ourselves for the Christ child, is because the conditions of the world that prompted God to take on flesh in the first place are still in operation today. The brokenness of humanity, the fear, and the greed are still very much in play. These things have not changed. Human nature has not changed. As a result, as we move through the liturgical season, as we move through the Christian calendar year, this season brings our attention to bear on such matters as how we, the people of God, are called to respond to this world. We are called to listen. We're called to listen very carefully to the message of Christ. We're called to lean in, resisting those destructive elements that clog the flow of compassion from us that should flow freely into our communities. We're called to resist the urge to become angry with those who disappoint us, to give up on them, to walk away. We are called to be reminded every day that there but for the grace of God go we, that if it hadn't been for God's grace and God's intervention and the power of the Holy Spirit, we too would be lost. These reminders are important for us. The walk of faith and the goodness of God is entirely learnable. The work of God can be studied. It can be taught. It can be learned. Nothing stands in the way of those who desire to live the promises of God, and no one on earth has a greater capacity to learn these traits over anybody else. It's all a matter of perception. How badly do we want it? How much are we willing to give and to press so we too can be drawn into the mysteries of the divine? So this season of Advent is a time for listening and responding. What are we listening for? We are listening for the call of God. The call of God that is breaking forth through the groans of this world, through the tragedy of this world, through the brokenness of our communities, through our own poor decisions and mistakes and wrongheadedness. We are listening for God's call of grace to ring through all of that discord, all of that destruction. And if we listen carefully, we will hear that call. And we will not be distracted by these things that are pulling us this way or that, these sweet cursory pleasures that seem so good in the moment but ultimately lead to our distraction, our confusion, maybe even our destruction. Then the other thing of Advent, not only is it an act of keen listening, it's also the opportunity to respond. Because once we hear the call of grace, we realize that that call needs to be shared far and wide. I mean, obviously we're going to do this work in our own communities, but we have to desire to want to do that work. We have to want to explore our capacity for forgiveness, our ability to be compassionate and patient 
and forgiving. We have to explore what it means to love even in the face of irrational hate. Our own and someone else's. So we can't just jump into Christmas. You know, churches and congregations all over get so upset when ministers take Advent seriously. Because when we hit December, people expect to be able to sing Christmas songs. They expect to have Christmas lights. They expect to have Christmas fanfare. They want the whole gamut. They want looking and feeling Christmas. And then all of a sudden, they get some stodgy minister who's like, hold on, it's the Advent season. They go, add what? Well, it's Christmas. The shops tell me Christmas. My neighbor who has a hundred little inflatables in their yard tells me it's Christmas. I come to church. I expect it to be Christmas. You come tell me some stuff about Advent. You won't give me my Christmas hymns. You're mean. You're a mean and nasty minister. What's this Advent stuff? Advent is the season of preparation. Advent is getting your spiritual house in order before the Christ child shows up because, frankly, we're not ready for him to show up. We haven't done the heavy lifting. We haven't thought about why it is we need him in the world. We haven't thought about what we're going to do when he gets here. When somebody tells you we're having company, we're having guests for dinner. We're having overnight guests. We're having somebody who's going to come and stay for a week. You don't leave your house as it is. Mm-mm. You are dusting and sweeping and cleaning and you're dealing with those mail piles that you're like, yeah, I was going to deal with that pile of magazines and junk mail. But if somebody's coming to your house, you are down and dirty. You're cleaning spaces they probably won't even see. Right? That's all Advent. That's the season of preparation. You are expecting someone to come to your space. You don't want them finding your space as it usually is. You want them coming to find a space that looks like you actually paid some attention to things that they might see when they come to your house. Why should it be any different for something as big as Christmas? Christmas is a big deal. It's a big deal in the Christian year. But we can't just jump out of the season of Pentecost, life in the Spirit, and jump right into Christmas, you've got to have some time to prepare. And sometimes four weeks isn't enough. But four weeks isn't bad if we take it seriously. If we really think about those four themes in Advent which are covered each Sunday, a theme of hope, a theme of peace, a theme of joy, a theme of love, we should be hopeful, peaceful, joyful, loving people. We should season our hearts with these tenants so when Christmas arrives, we have some idea as to what is expected of us, where this Christ child is going to take us. That's why we have Advent. We have Advent because so often we're always called to be on our game. When you're out there in the world, you're called to be on your game. You don't get a chance to just dangle about. You have to be on point. You have to be on task. You have to know what you're doing. Well, we're not ready for Christmas yet. 
But Advent gives us our cues. Advent says, hold on. This time is not wasted time. It is important time. It is time for us to breathe and reflect, to listen and respond. Do not waste your Advent season. Do not fight with your minister because you don't get to sing Joy to the World yet or Silent Night. You cannot rush this. We should not rush this. Advent was created to remind us that the Christ child is not here. He is on his way. Our house is not in order, but we still have time to put the magazines away, to dust the shelves, to sweep the floor, to tidy the linen. Anyone who doesn't do that work isn't worthy of Christmas. We're not ready for the Christ child if we're not ready to put our interior in order. Don't waste your Advent. Prepare. Prepare your hearts by listening to the call of God through the craziness of the world. Listen and respond. Be safe out there. God bless you.